at this point in time, this is our 255th episode. Wow. I would like to say uh, we had another baby, third daughter. We did. <laughs> <laughs> you and I. You birthed her. Yep. <laughs> now, my wife and I, my wife Allie, who is on the podcast sometimes. Uh, Congrats. Yeah, we had a baby, another baby, our, little, our third daughter, hopefully our last I mean, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully in a good way. Like Three's we're, we're happy with three, you know, like if we had another one, great. Sorry for a f- future fourth child, but Third time's a charm. Yeah. Uh, her name is Sadie. She's super cute. Probably our easiest so far. So hello, Sadie. Welcome. She'll be listening to this in 10 years, <laughs> 20 years. Yeah, I have no idea, but I'm mean, very thankful. She's super cute. Yeah. You, you know how to make them. My kids, my kids are cute. <laughs> I think so, but every, every parent's biased, you know. Yours are pretty good, though. Yeah, I mean, like better than most. So. Typically, yeah. Yours, yours are pretty good. I like them. Yeah. So now we're talking about something. This is a crazy podcast for me because I uh, started watching Barry season one and I stopped because I didn't like the show when it came out. Or yeah, no, uh, no, uh, later. Oh, when, yeah, when yeah. you were telling me that you liked it. Yeah. When season three came out. Yeah. And this is a sequel podcast because we did a Barry season three episode where you basically ran that thing because I hadn't watched the show yet. I did run it. But now I've watched it. Well, I've watched that part of season one that I watched. I watched a recap of season one and two, and then I started with season three mm-hmm. and then watched season three. And then this season, season four, which is Barry's final season yeah. of television. Yeah. I tried to I tried to get you in on at least some of it because there's a prig a prig there's a pretty big tonal shift uh in my opinion between seasons two and three yeah and it's quite an interesting show i love it i'm just gonna say from the outset barry is um a show that i love (laughs) (laughs) and because it is unusual uh, and of course my massive crush on bill Hader, i think he's the funniest guy uh of his generation he's hilarious yeah like he's just he's he's one of the good ones. <laughs> so, he's really really funny. He's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and what's crazy is this show doesn't really lend to that. Yeah. I mean, it, it does lend to his genius. I think as like an improv actor, but like it's I don't a, I don't think it lends to his comedic styling. Not in much. a conventional sense. Yeah. It is yeah. a bizarre genre blending at times surreal show. Yep. Like and so Barry uh, is at any point in time. Like he's doing dramatic acting, he's doing absurdist comedy, he's mm-hmm. doing action. There's so much happening. Mm-hmm. A little bit of romance, and so Bill and Bill Hader, in my opinion, is killing. He's crushing every genre. Yeah. Um, but it is it is the the humor of the show. It is the absurdist and the surrealist elements that make Barry special and that really shine, or they show how um, Bill Hader's sensibility shines with his love for storytelling in, in general. Yeah. But also just, you know, the, the show is really well made. It's directed well. It's it's shot well. It is really, really well made. I think it's s- cinematography mm. as well as it's acting and directing slash writing is, is the thing that makes it good. Yeah. I, I still struggle, honestly, with the show. Um, it's not my favorite thing. It's very unconventional. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even about it being... I like unconventional things. You know that. I know you that. I know that about you. I know you that. 
Um, but this show in particular, I think it just, I think the story, it's weird. The story didn't grip me because I just didn't care. I, I think I didn't care about the characters. I, the, the character I liked the most was Sally. Sally. Yeah. And I didn't like what happened to her character came come season four. Yeah. You're totally right. It's wild creative decisions were made in different ways. And then I started liking <laughs> Kusuno. Yeah. And then what they did with him at the end, I just yep. like, I didn't like it. That for me, and I, I agree with you actually, um, like I, I don't love a lot of where those characters ended up, Yeah, but it's the raw, it's like cojones to make the insane creative decisions <laughs> yeah. like that, that make yeah. it special for me, even if it's not like, you know, what I would think of as a perfect show. Yeah. It's like, for that reason, unlike anything else I've seen, shows that are like mm. doing the standard thing or yeah. like what you would expect. Yeah. Like, I never would have thought what Barry would have done like for the second half of season four. Yeah. Like in full spoilers from this point on, there's a time skip and we see Barry in this wild, isolated, like rural place. Yeah. Sally is like, like a depressed alcoholic. Yeah, she's like, like completely totally disconnected from off. Barry and yeah. her son. They have a kid. This is like 10 years down the line and everything is weird. It they have feels a like a different show. It feels yeah. like a dream. I thought it was a dream sequence yeah, yeah, for a while, but it's not. Yeah. And there's no other show I can think of airing that I've seen that does stuff like this. Breaking Bad did some similar things. Yeah, but everything about Breaking Bad, I mean, it's, it was, it's it was, unequivocally a masterpiece. It was more conventional, 100%. And Barry, there's so Barry many, was like yeah. crazy. There's so many people turned off by Barry as yeah, a show yeah. because oh. of these wild decisions is what I'm what I'm getting at. It almost was like like wild in a negative sense, you know? Yeah. Like I, yeah, I it, wasn't, it wasn't always for the benefit of like, the viewer uh-huh <laughs> it was almost like like oh we have we hooked in a viewer on this one episode the next episode they're gonna like be taking a total left turn yeah doing something entirely different and it's gonna be like a totally different genre of a show so but- it's like one episode <laughs> one episode's like a prison drama uh-huh. the next episode is like quirky queer couple dating skit show Uh like and you're like and then the next one is like a bond episode and you're like what the hell is going on it's 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 the total trip and i don't it and i i totally agree what i what i would say at least from my point of view is that that might a lot of times bother me when shows would seemingly try to trick their viewers or subvert expectations in an unsatisfying way Mm -hmm. but for me barry from the start has been such a strange and wild show Mm mm-hmm that towards the end, even though it's taken in this different direction, uh, it never felt like unsatisfying. Not not unsatisfying, but it never felt disingenuous to me. It never felt like the writers and the showrunners like were trying to, their, yeah, yeah, like outthink me. It's I to- just like here's something fun that we're gonna do. I totally agree, with and that. we're beholden to no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Hader and Co are just gonna run wild with it. Yeah, and I'm I was like cool. Yeah, like I I don't feel like I'm betrayed as like. Mm-hmm. As a fan of the I, show. I don't, yeah, I didn't feel betrayed either. I, I think, I think it always was true to itself, you know, therefore I didn't feel betrayed, but I didn't, I like, I guess the thing that like really rang true with me is I didn't, I didn't fully love any like one of the characters. I think yeah, every character bothered, all assholes. bothered me. <laughs> they're all bad people. And well, that's they're, the recurring... they're, all, they're all assholes in Seinfeld too, but like it. Yeah, but know, there's su- there's such Seinfeld. a there's a very there's a playfulness and there's like a kind of like naivete. Yeah. To Seinfeld. Yeah. And 
with Barry, these are relentlessly, mm-hmm. not constantly, but like relentless, or not like, um, they're, they're like, they're bad people. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Barry's whole thing throughout the show, and it echoes in the other characters, yeah. especially because of their connection with Barry. Yeah. Barry's thing is, am I a bad person? Am I a good person? Yeah. And the answer to that question, he's not a good person. He's not. And that's another reason why the show is so weird, <laughs> is because Barry is not a, re- not a redeemable character. Yeah. When you really stop and think about what's happening, he's he's the protagonist, but yeah. he's not the good guy. I'm going to pause you right there while we br- uh, go on a, a break to play a song, because that's something we do. And I think you should pick the song, because this is your show. Unless we want to end on it, I'd love to pick the theme uh, from the show's opening, which is just, it's like a classic number. We'll, we'll end on that. Oh, okay. You just pick a song song. It's Ice V or Ice 5. I don't know if that's a Roman numeral, uh, but it's by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, who I've been listening <laughs> to more. Okay. Very, actually, probably a great match for Barry because it's a very eclectic yeah. sound, and every album is like a different thing it happening. It sounded like a trip. It's all, it's got a lot of funky, like jazzy, like Thundercat kind of, a little bit, yeah. But even more produced because well, it's like a big band. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's weird. <laughs> talking about Barry season four so season three ends on this cliffhanger Barry gets caught and Sally gets screwed by one of her co-workers she was like executive producing a, a show that everyone was saying was really really good and she gets screwed over by somebody that steals her idea uh, and Kusino basically set up Barry to get caught and thrown in jail in prison and then Sally finds out at the end of the season and that's about where it ends up in season three. And then season four starts uh, where Barry's basically in prison for about the first half. And Sally's kind of trying to make sense of that relationship and 
I think it's like a part of herself always knew that he was a bad dude, but she like let it happen. And then eventually decides, I think she deals with massive self-worth issues. Yeah. She, she decides she's not worthy of anyone better than Barry because Barry still treated her good. Mm-hmm. And then she decides to go back into the relationship and, and then Barry escapes from prison in an amazing way with Fred, Am- Fred Armisen. Oh my God. Amazing. All time. Those two guys together are perfect. Yeah. <laughs> when he, when Fred Armisen is sweating, <laughs> <laughs> that guy's here to kill me. He's like, he's like, he's like what do you mean? <laughs> Just like of like full sweat dripping down, like like his. It's like he just got out of a, like a, a pool or something. And that feral howl when he like goes to shoot Barry uh-huh. and his hand explodes because he's using <laughs> like a James Bond pad yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And he's just going. <laughs> oh Incredible. man, it's amazing. It's like it shouldn't be funny, but it is. <laughs> That's Barry. Yep. And then Barry escapes, and then they cut to, and then Cousineau goes in hiding. Uh, who's played by? Uh, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. Yeah, and then Sarah Goldberg and uh, Bill Hader go running off. They they cut to like ten years later, twelve years later, something like that. They have a kid who's like ten or eleven, and they're raising him to be like like Amish almost. Like they're very poor. Yeah, they're... Barry's taking up hardcore evangelical Christianity in his <laughs> off time. <laughs> That's right. And he's listening to all these podcasts and stuff. And he's trying to justify murder while teaching his son the op. Like yeah. the way he's raising his kid is like, is the right way to raise a kid, ish. When when <laughs> I said ish, <laughs> there's a, there's Te- a, teaching them that murder is bad. There's like a fighting scene, is not good. You know, there's a scene where his son wants to play something. I think it's like baseball or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Barry shows him on YouTube videos of like people yeah. dying horrifically. Yeah, yeah. I said sport. ish. I said ish. People getting hurt playing baseball. It's something crazy. Like it might not be baseball, but I think I think I messaged you at that point, and I was like, "This is really tough to watch." It's as a, super as, as a parent. Yeah. yeah. And then, like we said, Sally's just like she's another, checked out. She's on another play. She's putting on a wig and going to work every day. She's in, she's they're in hiding essentially. So, um, meanwhile, Noho Hank lost his lover. Haven't even mentioned Noho Hank yet. No, but he's he's half the show. An amazing character. <laughs> He was selling sand with his partner. 50-50 with crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, they got into exporting or importing fine sand. Sand. <laughs> and they've had a life for a little while. Right? I feel I feel like Bill Hader and whoever like the writing team came up with these concepts as like these are hilarious concepts like Noho Hank and Cristobal get into into sand selling. Or that was before the time skip actually. It was uh, no, Hank, yeah. Hank has to kill Christopher. I'm saying, yeah, he, but yeah. he's made he's made this like empire a- enterprise, this empire off sand, off of this selling sand, and his partner is dead now. Yeah, and uh, there's like hints that he there was some foul play, and then what's his what's the guy's name? Stephen Root is uh, Fuchs. Yeah, Stephen Root. Holy cow, he he made the show for me. Yeah. in the second <laughs> half, because he comes back legend like, all tatted up. Like he became king of prison when he was in there, because because Barry leaves him behind in prison. He adopted the <laughs> identity that they fabricated to frame like somebody else. It was, they called him like the Raven or something. Oh yeah. And so in prison he becomes oh, that's, that. That's right. He becomes the Raven. He does. Yeah, and yeah. he's this. He has he, like a Raven tattoo. And... He's a he's the, always been a piece of shit, but before he was like this kind of insecure and meek guy uh-huh. who's like constantly thwarting Barry and. Uh, simultaneously with Barry. And then in the beginning of season three, he was talking about wanting to just 
be happy on this farm with yeah. this woman like like dude like sheep farming you know yeah this... he's like i just want to stay here why did he even come back because he had to he calls barry he's seeking an apology barry said essentially that he's moved on from fuchs fuchs can't let that go oh, so right. he goes back this happens twice i think in season three yeah. he leaves his idyllic paradise he would have been ha- like he, yeah but was... he couldn't let barry be happy like yeah. without oh, okay. him like yeah. he needed that that relationship was something he couldn't let go of it was very anakin and padme so he had to go back and uh and essentially confront barry like he did that twice he left his paradise and so anyway, he comes out of his prison arc in season four. He's now actually hard and he has the support of very hard. He's very hard. <laughs> prison has hardened him. And he comes out of prison with his whole like gang of ex convicts. He reminds me of like of like Will Farrell and like get hard or exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah. And then he, he runs this thing with Noho Hank where they, they're trying to like deal with Barry. Cause even though Barry's been in the wind. I think Barry comes back to find Kusino. And Fuchs just wants to find Barry and he and he thinks Noho Hank is the way to get Barry. It ends up being true because Kusino comes back out of yeah, it's so funny. Because they're making a movie off the story of Barry and his relationship with Kusino because so many people have died that it's becoming like it and they they're making this this Hollywood film with like Daniel Day Lewis is gonna play Henry Wheeler's <laughs> character Kusino. And Mark Wahlberg. And so Kuzino comes out of his his uh, witness protection program because he's like, <laughs> at first he's trying to like stop the movie from happening, and then they they bait him in uh, <laughs> to revealing himself by saying Daniel Day Lewis is going to play you, and he's like, as an acting teacher, he has to like be a part of the process. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> it's just a whole thing. Man. He's coming out of retirement to play you, is what they said. Yeah. Um, so funny. <laughs> so much meta humor in that. Yeah, they find out that uh, that Kusino was paid off by Barry, and they think that Kusino was in cahoots with Barry, and actually being the one to pulling the strings. Yeah, pull the strings and frame his lover. Was it his wife? No, it was just like his girlfriend. Yeah, his girlfriend into like killing her on like. So he thinks that, or the the cops get this idea that Barry was hired by Kusino. That he's the victim. That, yeah, Kusino's yeah. the mastermind. Mm-hmm. And that's how the show ends. It ends that way with, uh, essentially, Barry goes back and then Kusino finally pulls the trigger and literally kills Barry, which which essentially frames Kusino as being guilty. Cements everyone's yeah. idea of what had yeah. happened. So that, that Kusino was not the victim. He was the person pulling the strings and then tried to kill Barry in the end. So there's this movie that, that ends up getting made oh, yeah. and his son ends up watching it. And this is like the final scenes of the, of the whole show. It paints this, this Hollywood film paints the story of Barry and Cousineau to be that like Barry <laughs> is this like war hero, like righteous character who like is dragged into the mud by the 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 person of the character of Kusino and then he ends up killing people for Kusino's sake but Kusino ends up being like a mob lord type guy and, and ends up pulling the strings and Barry like dies a hero and his son sees this you know and it like I think he like cries a little bit and then that's it also shows that like Sally's in a better place mentally yeah. She's like a, she's like teaching, I think, at a college. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. All I remember from the finale is the insane shootout 
between Noho Hank's crew <laughs> and Fuchs's crew. I was bummed that Noho Hank died. Were you bummed that he died? I think he needed to die. He had nothing left after Cristobal 10 years ago. It was very symbolic him dying like at the statue of Cristobal. Yeah, I think he, he didn't he like instigate it all too? Like Noho Hank is at the point where he has just really nothing substantial to live for. And then also in that Fuchs sort of uh, redeems himself by like after the shootout, he like gets Sally, I think, to safety and the kid, right? He brings him out of the building or something. And he give doesn't he? Yeah, I can't remember how it all went down exactly. It's been a while since I've seen the show, but I yeah, I think he brings him to Barry or something because that's before Barry gets shot. Yeah. So they sort of end on good terms, and then Barry goes to confront Kusino just like yeah in a sh- good, in a good way. He shows up in his house and Kusino in a great turn from the season three premiere where Kusino tries to shoot Barry and the gun yep. falls apart in his hand. Yeah. The gift, the prop, like the gift gun from Rip Torn. He actually fulfills that initial plot to kill Barry. Yep. Shoots him in the head right in front of his friend, right? Who's in his friend. Oh, yeah. Played by that legendary. You mean, you mean the cop? Yeah. And then that's how it ends. And then, like you said, there's the movie that was made on their life. It's like I said, it just, it's just, it's wild. It was all over the place. <laughs> and I don't, I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way. I just, I just. It, there was no one character that I like enjoyed throughout the whole show. It was like, I liked characters at certain moments because they were a little bit fun and then they would go away and do something crazy. Made me like them less. Maybe that's the point of the show. I don't know. It is. But also it's funny that you initially, especially cause you started the show and stopped everyone immediately fell in love with Noho Hank, except for you. And so for most people who watched the show and love it, like I did Noho Hank was that character for them who was that constant kind of, not good, but like lighthearted presence. But you're right. Every character, even Noho Hank, is corrupted. I thought Noho Hank was annoying in season one, which is why I didn't fall in love with him. Different I liked strokes. him. I liked him more when he like was gay and in, in, in season three. I, I didn't see he was I didn't in the episodes I saw he was not gay. In the season one episodes? Yeah. In the beginning. Well you could tell he's pretty gay, I think. For really? The outset, yeah. I don't have a good gaydar, to be honest. This is no. <laughs> hence, hence you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hence me. No, I don't know. Hence you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's Barry. We're not like to see it's like again. It's a very interesting and unusual show that I'd, I'd recommend to a few people, not to everyone. But if you like Bill Hader, I'd recommend it right off the bat. Like I said, Bill Hader's the guy. I want to see him make a horror film. There are some shots and scenes in Barry. Yeah. Like at the end of that, right before the time split in season four, where Barry comes out of the shadows in Sally's apartment. Like, I think Barry would, like in very Jordan Peele style, make an incredible yeah. horror film. Yeah. I agree with that. There's such a, an amazing, guys like that, creators like that, artists like that, they have an amazing ability to switch tone on yeah. a dime and not yeah. feel like it's like the barbarian guys yeah you know i'm excited to so see what good. they do next zach Kreger, I, I think yeah yeah from I, I whitest it, kids you know i thought it was a team i don't know i don't know i don't remember whitest kids you know was it was it was a squad but i think zach Kreger, that was his film oh. barbarian he's got a few pictures lined up yeah he's got deals and deals it's the it's the rocka rocka boys that made talk to me that are duo okay those guys 
all these guys, you know, they have a they have a, a grasp. Right, we need more guys. We need more guys. <laughs> Where are my female horror directors? I know there's a few. Yeah. Are they good? Yeah, they're just not as. Maybe this is just the system being systematically. Wasn't the Titan corrupt director female? Yeah, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> what about the one that did a uh, the Babadook was female? The one about the the witch that took on the skins, the foreign film. Oh, that was a female director, wasn't it? Yeah, I forgot about that. It's not really a horror picture though. It's well, it's got horrific stuff in like it. Eating babies. <laughs> did she eat the baby? No, the first witch did kill babies. Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, no one has any idea what we're talking about. <laughs> did we do a cast for that? We did, yeah. What was it called? It was called like felt like speak to talk talker. It was called like when wish you were life, here. Or life something. as I know it. <laughs> when, when you were, you were when we were young. you weren't here or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Good well, <laughs> I fucking love that movie, dude. It was on your top ten that year. It was, and I yeah. stand by that. Yeah. Was that twenty twenty one? Uh, was COVID's a blur. Th- th- yeah, twenty twenty one or twenty two. Anyway, right, right here at the end, right here at the end of Barry, we're gonna play a song from Barry. 